Happy New Year, everyone! Welcome back to Thursday Night Appetizer, Sunday's Gospel Applied to Mission. I'm Charles, he's Sam, he's Sam, I'm Charles, Thursday Night Appetizer. Welcome back. For some reason, Sam, we're back again. And I want to, I want to tell you... We survived the new year. But I also want to tell our Finally listeners... Finally got rid of the hangover. It's time... I don't care. Um, I think it's time to let people in on, on something really important. Okay. I'm scared. What? Yeah, I'm trying to scare you. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, Sam and I think a lot periodically about like whether we should even keep doing this podcast. We enjoy reflecting on Sunday's gospel, applying it to mission. It's important to us in our own prayer life and stuff, but... We never hear from you. We don't even know if you exist. Well, we know about two or three people. Yeah. Your cousin Janelle, who watched it once years ago. I wonder what would happen if we said, if we get 10 comments from individuals telling us that, that we should continue, if we would get 10. No, don't do this. Don't do this, because we won't get the 10 comments. Wait, did you lose your, uh, your mic? Okay, you're back. I found it. Good. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think we could actually count on that as actually working. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Remember, we, remember the, uh, the cup? <laughs> Did we even get another comment? I I, I'm not actually sure. We should, we should really check we, into we should, that. We will check into that. But please, everybody, please, please keep us on the air. We love doing this, but what a waste of time. If it's yeah, like one of these, one of these days, other. someone is going to ask us, like, so, uh, like, how much time do you guys spend doing that? And we'll be like, well, you know, it's like about an hour a week or so. And then be like, and who watches it? And then we'll be like, no one. Wait, Lou, Lou, Lou and Lynn. Okay. Mark. Yeah. Mark's friend who just put in a comment so he could win a cup and to be kind to us. Yep. That's, uh, that's Lee, who gave us the cups. Oh, Lee, Lee listens to this? Yeah, she does. Okay, all right. Often doing a chore or something, but she's listening. So, yeah, it, you know, guys... We actually really enjoy doing this. And if you're watching or listening, we hope you enjoy it too. If 10 of you would tell us that, it would actually help. Help. It would help us feel better. Well, I don't for care. One thing. I care about that a little bit. It would console us. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Okay. Let us therefore move on. This week, and I'm going to play a card that I love to play, as you know. I'm going to play the diversity card. Isn't that Mary, funny? did you know? That's your baby boy. Wait, is that a diversity card thing? What? Was the singer black or something? No, 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 no. I'm just oh. thinking I was thinking about last week. Oh. What were you thinking about? Oh, like, you know, the like Simeon's prophecy. Oh, yeah. Um that song reflects that. It's more like I, I think no, I don't I don't I, I don't think it makes much sense as a song. But anyway. It is I'm interesting to think about whether Mary how much Mary knew at the start. Mm-hmm. And how much she was experiencing it as, as she went, as she right. went along. She, she didn't how know she was learning she or experiencing things as she went. I don't think she knew a whole I think lot. she knew that this was the Messiah. Yep. Right? Yep. But I think beyond, like, other than that, she had to experience everything firsthand. Even, even the full divinity of Jesus. Yeah. There's like what it means mm -hmm. for my son to be the son of God. What, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. in real life would have been something she just learned she didn't get a and even the turns on it she didn't get like a supernatural injection of knowledge no. or anything like that no right? reason no thing she did no um she knew something special about him even the term son of god was actually just a generic title both in the bible in the old testament and in the ancient world just meaning someone appointed by god or someone who has a special role in the community even could even be like a secular title uh, the emperors were sometimes called son of god only because they claimed this sort of divine authority I, I have lot, I have so many questions about Jesus' childhood too. 
I don't care about a childhood. I don't you really don't? like children, so I don't really care oh, about a childhood. I like children. I know. I mean, you're you don't a good like person. Children. I don't like children. Why? Well, okay, you don't want the long explanation. Okay. Can I give you the short explanation? Sure. We have a very sentimental version of childhood. People on the farm actually don't as much. But in the city, that whole the way that people treat their children almost like pets. And yeah. they're pets like children. Like like accessories. Right. Like a way of living through their achievements, like all that other stuff. Yeah. I think growing up on the farm, I didn't grow up on the farm, but but Mary obviously did, you did. Children are just part of the family, part of the household, part of the whole farming enterprise. Of yeah. course people love them. They know they're children, but they they're not pampered in the way that tends to happen. It's and, similar to one of the animals, you know, they're there to work. Yeah. Right. Oh, Peter Moran, <laughs> the co-founder of the Catholic Worker. That isn't exactly movie. true. But but he did say in the country, on the farm, children are an asset. Yeah, my exactly. Yeah, there's Which something makes you it different. You actually rely on them. Yeah, right. Like like through most of history, and you one of the reasons on... we had kids through all of history was yeah. because they did the, the, the heavy lifting. They when you were getting you were getting older. Who, who did the work for you? And, for and you? conversely as well, old people had a role to play, a different kind of role to play, basically to hector and bother. The, the actual working generation of people, but you need them around because they know stuff that you don't know. Right. I, I know I've been around. I was they have around, expertise oh, and knowledge. You, yeah. You I'm know. just like, in a certain year, they did this, this happened, this exceptional. So anyway, generational stuff goes on in the country when people are stable, which is very hard to maintain, actually. Um, let's go into the background for this week. Um, I thought about this, this event. You see the three wise men. We're going to focus on this coming Sunday's reading from Matthew chapter Two verses one to twelve. Is it epiphany? It's epiphany. Epiphany. I had an epiphany. Ep Epiphanos, shining out. Oh. Epi, out. Phanos, light. Okay. Like that. I don't know. I don't really know Greek. Ask some Greek scholar. Not that I would know what I. Can okay, be. we better get on with this. All right. It's still the Christmas holidays after all. Time to, to get do. to work. There's no point there's, having there's, fun here. There's cake to eat. There's cake to leftovers. Eat. Let's go. Eggnog. I love the chicken milk. I love ramen eggnog. <gasps> Maybe I'll have some when I get home. Even those, yeah. The anyway. problem is I'm like, my, oh, I shouldn't get into it's it. It's not good for you. I was just going to say my body doesn't like it as much as my taste buds do. I will move on to the backgrounder. Okay. We got to slightly inappropriate right there, actually. That was good. Slightly that inappropriate. That was just really slight, though. I know. All right. So I didn't even use the word poop. There's an intensely dramatic event <laughs> going on here, which is a collision of people with different backgrounds. <laughs> okay, I did use Speak the word poop. Diversity. I'm ignoring that. Uh, the diversity card here is like, I'm actually from another country. I came to this country from the East, as it were, literally. Uh, so I'm a bit like these characters, the three so-called Magi. I am. I'm from the East. I'm literally from where they're Maybe from. you're not wise. You're a fool. Fine. Fine. I'll actually go with that. I like being a fool. I'll go with fool. Fool for Christ, if you like. So these foreigners from the East, oh. they're wise. They're looking for a new king. So that's their expectation. They're looking for a new king. That's all they know. They're following a star, looking for a new king. Herod is a king, but only because the Roman Empire tolerates him and finds him useful. And for him, the, the thought of another king would be more or less a rival to be destroyed. The leaders of the Jewish people, that is the priests and the scribes attached to the temple uh, in Jerusalem in particular, are, are expectant of the Messiah, but they're also a bit afraid because God will change things when the Messiah comes. They, they know that. God's going to shuffle the deck, and they may not remain on uh, kind of top cards, as it were. So the child, who is both human, that is the son of Mary, divine, son of God, is going to change everything for everyone, all these different people. 
he fulfills and exceeds everything that all these different people expect. Which that sounds like it had eggnog. I'm trying to drink out of this bottle and I don't know how. Oh, well, it's uh, sad how you interrupt the background. It's my son's bottle. It's very confusing. Okay, I'm going on. Herod's kingship would be nullified if the Messiah actually came. He has everything to lose. His fear would be that the whole his whole world would come crashing down and he'd become basically nothing. The Jewish leaders would see all the prophecies, like the birth of the Messiah in Bethlehem, fulfilled, but they don't really know how the Messiah is going to change things. Would they lose their influence and their religious authority? Would they regain their independence from the Romans, which might be a good thing? Okay. The wise men from the East, the Magi, like a lot of foreigners, have no idea what they're getting into. They seek to learn what the Jews are expecting of the new king, but they will not only meet the Messiah, they will meet the Messiah when they get there, but they'll meet the Son of God himself. And the Messiah, um, sorry, the, and the three, the three wise, wise men, the Magi, they also bring gifts that are prophetic because they reveal something about who Jesus is. He gets gold because he's a king. Frankincense, which is a big deal, acknowledging his divine nature. Incense was used to acknowledge God's presence in the temple. and the Catholic Church, we still use incense on special occasions. Uh, and myrrh, which is also weird because it's used to anoint the dead. That's a really weird gift to bring to a baby. Hey, baby, you're going to die. What? Anyway, how could this one child merit all these identities? Jesus is all of the above and more. And that's our background for this week. Amen. You going to pray? Long reading again. Not that, not that long, actually. Father and Son of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, God. Thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, into the world to be our Savior and our Redeemer, to be our King, to be the one who would, uh, as you prophesied, uh, to set your people free and to release us from the bonds of sin, from the slavery of sin. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. And we pray that like the wise men that came to see Jesus, to find the King, that uh, you would help us in our search for you. You'd help us to find what it is what we're looking for and to bring everything that we are as gifts to you. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. It's from Matthew chapter 2. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King, da King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star that's rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler." who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Whole thing? Mm-hmm.
When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me, bring me word that I, may too, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. Behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Whenever you're ready, Sam. Excuse me. I'm going to go. What? I'm going to go ahead. Okay. Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod. So I was thinking about, uh, last week we were talking about, you know, how we have this, oh, we like to be lighthearted and joke about stuff and your brand is slightly inappropriate. I'm, I'm going to kind of criticize that approach in the sense that Herod is a character of great evil. Um, verse 16, I looked ahead a little bit describes what Herod does after they leave from another path. And then Joseph's warned, take the child and his mother away. They go to Egypt. Mm. Verse 16, after all that, Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, was in a furious rage, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the Psycho. time which he had ascertained from the wise men. Okay, point is, it, I think it can be difficult to be around people who are joking all the time because it sounds like you're not taking stuff seriously. And I think, well, it can be hard for people to know, like, what's serious here? Because, here's my point, people are sometimes confronting evil. And evil is out to destroy people. In the case of Herod, literally has all these, these uh, young children, two years and under, um, killed, which, by the way, is an indication that Jesus and his mother and, and, and Joseph stayed in Bethlehem for maybe up to two years, a year or two, whatever. Um, yeah, like, I mean, we're talking about serious stuff here. Like, it's not just bad things are happening. It's that somebody is deliberately doing terrible evil. What's funny about that? I'm just talking about, well, so the, the wise men, they don't know what they're getting into. And what they're facing is a horrible tyrant, a murderous tyrant. They don't know that. Right. What are you saying, though? A lot's at stake. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. And if, if you're too irreverent too much, you can confuse people. Am I too irreverent? I'm too irreverent. As, la as, as with last week, I feel targeted by your comments today. What's the today. comments to me? Are you kidding? I joke about so many things. That are I like... know, but like, is someone telling you that we're too, we're not serious enough? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, oh, you go to about... another podcast. 
There yeah. are plenty of serious podcasts. A couple of weeks ago, our good friend, we're talking about... Who was good friend? Jade. So Jade, okay. I hope you're yeah. watching or listening because you can respond if I got this wrong. She said she found those videos that we use with a young people's group that's starting to become Catholic a little too frivolous. Okay. That's all. Is that's that all. why? Did she, You're yes. afraid she's going to think that about our podcast. I'm not afraid. I'm just she's trying to She's going to think our podcast is boring, not too funny. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just saying that was a comment. I've heard comments like that before. I would say, especially from newer Catholics, people on their journey to be Catholics, someone from a couple of years ago said the same thing to us. It's like, they're not really sure to make when people make, make of things when people joke about stuff. Here's the thing. I can say this as a foreigner. The last thing that people get when they come to another a new culture is the jokes. It's really hard to get the jokes because you're trying to figure out where you fit in and where th how you're supposed to sort stuff out. I'm talking about being on mission now, Sam. Like, people who are coming into the Catholic community new, they, they need to know what to take seriously. And the last thing that a foreigner gets is the jokes. That's one of those classics of, like, cross-cultural travel. Right. Especially, and here's the point about Herod, especially when you know there's great evil, maybe even directed at you, and you're not supposed, to, not really sure how to deal with this. Like, why are these people joking about this? This is life and death for me. I'm becoming Catholic, or I'm approaching Catholicism, thinking about it seriously, because my whole life is on the line here. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. We don't want any stingy people watching our show anyway. So. Stingy? They can go elsewhere. It's not, that's not stingy. They're trying. Cranky, grumpy. They're, they're foreigners. They're foreigners to the Catholic culture. You and I, like, you know the Catholic culture, and I know the Catholic culture inside and out, backwards and forwards, upside and downside. So we can we can afford to joke about stuff. Ooh, okay, so that comment made me tired. Yeah, what gets lost, in my opinion, is the reverence that we need when we're facing, like when we're in God's presence, and we're facing terrible evil. Okay. All right, you go ahead Good. and say what you need to say. Still don't get it. That's I, fine. Other than if, if, unless it's a rebuke for me making too much fun of things. Yes, it is. In that. this podcast, Not then it makes podcast. no sense. How about in your life? What do you mean in my life? Your brand is slightly inappropriate. I've known you for a long time. Do you want me to change my brand? No. Do you want my brand to be boring and serious all the time instead of slightly inappropriate? No. You know that I can be serious when I need to be. I think you're always serious. I just think your way of expressing it is not familiar to people. Okay. It's not just you. I think it's me and I think it's us. I'm confused. I'm trying to confuse you. I'm trying to make oh, it work. Congratulations. You confused me. I'm trying to say people who are looking for the light and the truth and love and God, they approach Catholicism. It's a very complex, mysterious, 2,000-year-old plus tradition. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. And laughing is confusing for newcomers to a culture. That's why I'm repeating myself, I know, right? Okay. The last thing that people get when they're new is the jokes. Okay. What are we supposed to Therefore, joke about? What are we supposed to joke about? What are we not supposed to joke about? And they're looking to people like you and me in particular, in our context here, Holy Family, as like tone setters. Like, okay, we don't joke about that, but it's okay to joke about this. It's very subtle, is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's very, actually, I think it's very sophisticated humor, in my opinion, that's hard for newcomers to, to like, is it okay to laugh about that or not okay to laugh about that? Okay. That's, I'll, I'll stop now. That's, that's a very interesting uh, take on things there, Charles. By interesting, you mean stop? Yes. Do something different? Yes, do something different. All right, fine. <laughs>
<laughs> oh boy. You know, if only we had some viewers, I would love to hear what other people have to say about what you just said. Like, I'd, I'd like, I'd love feedback on that. If anybody is, is watching this and listening to Charles ramble on about whatever a minute ago, um, then, uh, yeah, sure. Um, okay. Well, last week we made the case, we both made the case of why we need some humor, some irreverence. Yeah. I'm just making the other case. There's another case. Sure. That's all. I, no one is saying that we need to always be making fun of everything. Nobody. I know, but it can sound like that. I joke about things like poop. Yes, as you did earlier on just a few minutes ago. <laughs> okay. Not so, about so, serious things. All right, all right. I know what th I know which things are off limits. Okay. Maybe, yeah. Sometimes I don't. Okay. okay. So, so here, here, one thing we can say about the, the three wise men or the magi, which may have been three. Matthew doesn't say three. Traditionally, we say three because of the three different gifts mentioned. Um, they were incredibly reverent and they worshiped Jesus, right? So right. There's this, where does worship come in and like, how do we manifest that reverence? Maybe right. I'm asking you that because you do actually participate the in that. The thing is I lead people in worship. Yes. And I'd like to think that I'm reverent about it. I think you are. So where does reverence I'm not up there in? like, let's uh, worship Jesus by, I don't know, showing our belly button to our neighbor or like, like, what? No, there's a time of be, to be reverent. There's a time for laughter as well. Like I, I, to I agree with you. I just, I don't know why, but it has to do with. Well, I was just thinking it, it's. You're saying it, it can be confusing is, to someone who's new to the culture. Yes. I.e. the culture of the church, the culture yeah. of Christianity. Yep. It can be confusing to them when we laugh about it. Mm -hmm. Because they may interpret that as. They may not know why it is funny mm -hmm. in the way that we do because for them it's life and death. Old and it's, time. All, it's all new, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if someone approached me and and I got the the sense that it was life or death for them, mm -hmm. then I probably wouldn't make fun and joke. Okay. Like like I said, there is a time to be serious. Someone's like, oh, you know, I just lost my wife a year ago, and I'm really struggling. I'm not going to make a joke about it. No, I know. <laughs> I, I think, I think, Ugh. yeah, I would say there's a, there's this very tentative stage when people have made a decision to follow Jesus and to become even members of the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Once they've made that leap, and we talked about this in another light, almost sometimes they might all even take things too seriously, the wrong kinds of things too seriously, and lose proportion, lose a sense of proportion of what we can, what we must take very seriously, but also other things that we don't have to take nearly as seriously, right? Because you're so into your faith. We were talking about that with somebody from a, became basically returned to the church about three or four years ago. It's on like, people can become like super Catholics in a way that we would say, caution, caution. Yeah. Yeah, because you can, you can take it too seriously, especially too fast. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, like, yeah, because you, to me, it's like the, the gravity, let's say, uh, yeah, I guess like the gravity in the, in the church Mm -hmm. for new converts is actually in a, in a sad direction or a scared direction. Right. It's like, they're sort of drawn to like, you can be, you can be sort of sucked in or drawn into as a new Catholic, as a new Catholic, a notion that everything is serious. Right. And you can lose the joy basically, mm. um, which I think is just, is a, is a danger. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really helpful thing to think about in light of this particular feast where everything is at stake, mm -hmm. like 
Herod was trying to get Jesus killed. That was that was the whole point of this this passage. And you got these almost like it was like you know the, there was an old TV show, the Three Stooges. Mm -hmm. These three magi, they have no idea what's going on, and they're appearing before Herod, just trying to find Jesus, trying to find the star, and they're overwhelmed with joy when they get there. But they don't really know until they're warned in their dream what Herod's trying to do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of a it is a fairly menacing passage at the same time, right? It is. Yeah, I mean, like, there's the word overjoyed. Mm -hmm. They were overjoyed at seeing the star. Yeah, yeah. And and on entering the house, and they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Mm -hmm. Like so, over, overflowing with joy. But then, also, they they're given this supernatural tip. Yeah, don't go back. Go the other way. Go another way. Maybe I can ask you a question, which is already the answer is already implied. In what you said. Some of many people watching or listening are newer to the faith. Or rediscovering their faith in a new way what advice would you give them in the way that the the, the wise men got advice following the star they got guidance at the end they got advice in, in a dream don't go back to herod what advice would you give to someone who's newer or renewing their faith and maybe having trouble sorting out what's what's really serious what's not how, how do how how can we help people with that step of like becoming disciples of jesus re-entering the faith in a profound way but still trying to sort things out I agree with you. I think the trap is to get to treat too many things as too serious all the time, which is not actually balanced approach to the faith. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of to start to see everything that's not in the church as like a threat mm -hmm. is the other sort of the other angle, right? Or the the other risk, I think. Yeah, and I, I do think that there's there's this tendency. We were talking about this mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. There's a tendency to like rebound to to like overcompensate. Mm -hmm. So if you've been sort of like like maybe through the process of your conversion, you left behind some really terrible things, or maybe you were really struggling with certain things in your life. Yeah. You, you then tend to like go too far the other way mm -hmm. to basically to see, you know, sort of like to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Like, you well, know, and also like look, to, I think to, to a convert, everything looks like sin, a temptation or to yeah. a sin, right? Um, that, that kind of extreme, right? I think also looking down on people who are back in the life that was left behind. Mm -hmm. I almost find that people who are used to be seekers and become fervent Catholics can forget, lose empathy for those who are still seekers and try to just like, they really, really, really want them to become Catholic all at once right now and lose empathy with them, which is not going to help them. Those who are still seekers. That's right. Family members and friends are still struggling with whatever they're struggling with. Yeah, you sort of, they sort of want every, they want someone to like leave behind everything all at once. Yeah. And have a complete one, like a 100% conversion. Uh, what's the word? Conversion, or I was going to say, um, re, um, repentance, mm -hmm. like 100% repentance. And sort of like, okay, well, like when you're ready to do that, then we can talk. Yeah. Whereas, you know, there's, there's just, that is a process for everyone, whether we think it is or not, whether we want to admit it is or not. Yeah, I was thinking of like these wise men. We don't know what it was like when they got back home. Yeah. They had received this incredible epiphany. That's the word applying to what the, they had given a gift and they have received, they received a gift. Right. Right. But they had to take it back home and, and make it part of their lives back in their own culture with their own ways and traditions and beliefs. Um, that would have been pretty hard for them, right? But that's kind of what oh, everyone shoot. who comes to Jesus. I, I just thought of something funny, but I probably shouldn't say it. Oh, go ahead. I like the stuff. I like the funny stuff that you do and say. No, I'm just imagining them going, you know, when somebody's been on a trip mm -hmm. and they come back and you're like, so how was it? And they have to try and like summarize 
what it was like in a in a few sentences, sure, more or less. Oh, you know, it was great. Like the weather was good, and you know, we ate a lot of lobster. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like that was like our trip we had last summer. Yeah. We ate a lot of lobster. But these guys, they just got back from meeting the Messiah, and and almost being like. I don't know, probably like Herod's pawn. Probably like arrested or like sure. well, probably Herod was pretty ticked when he heard that they got away. They got away. Mm-hmm. You know, they may, oh, maybe yeah. he might have even sent like someone after him or sure. after them. So I'm thinking like it might have been actually kind of traumatic, but also like, wow, what do you say? Mm-hmm. Just you made me think of that. You know, yeah, they had to go back to their lives. The people back home were probably like, oh, so how was your trip? And <laughs> yeah, good weather, ate a lot of lobster. Yeah, yeah. Well it was there was a desert. Um, yeah, a lot of camels. Is that a camel joke? Hmm? We're very sensitive about that. Just kidding. You're sensitive about camel because you're from the east. We had lots of camels around when I was a kid. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, in Karachi, lots of camels. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like only seen a camel like twice. There was a guy who was a former MP for uh, Mount Forest area, Marie Calder. He used to have a camel, literally at his farm. Yeah. Um, I didn't. We, we, we used to know that was legal. We, we used to love to drive by there. Well, he was the MP. He'd know. He's a good guy. He's still around. Anyway, um, a lot of weird things going on in this world. And one of the weirdest is the birth of Jesus. What? I'm still mad at you. Good. Good. You I'm said. glad you're mad at me. Like, I'm trying to make you feel the, insecure. The thing is, this whole thing, this whole business of God coming to, to earth, yes. being born in a, in a, in, as my song says, in cattle feed, sure, laying there. In have you have you ever felt cattle feed? So like have you, ever, have you ever put your hands in a manger? I, mean, I have more than me. You know, cows slobber a lot, a lot when they're eating. They drool like so. You're saying big, God, you saying long, God's big stringy jokester? gobs of goop right. come out of a cow's mouth as it's eating. Right. I'm saying that the Son of God laid in a place where cattle had been eating. Or some other, and there's probably a lot of poop around. Ruminant, would you say? And, and and there was Not a ton of major, poop around, but yeah, and other like Whatever. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so like the the thing is, you're, you're you're. I hear what you're saying, and I yeah. Like, I'm just trying to I'm trying to push the case a little bit. To, but I like to needle the whole you. thing's super weird too. Sure, it is. It it it's a, it makes me uncomfortable just to think about it, and it is funny. The whole thing is kind of funny. Okay, I have to agree with you, Sam. I think I should pray. Okay, I think that's a good. That's a good ending. No, I'm still mad. I'm still mad. Good. I'm glad you're mad. I'm still irritated. It's right. I'm irritated. I, I have succeeded. Joy for me because I got. I needled. Yeah, I you got me. You got me where it hurts. <laughs> in my inappropriateness, uh, which I hold on. I you clutch, know what? This is a great. I clutch on to. Great start to the new year. I think I can keep doing this for the rest of my life as long as I get to needle you over and over again every week. I, I, clutch, I clutch my inappropriateness like pearls. It's my brand. It's who I am. Okay. Too. If everyone else is too serious, and I'm a little, a little too not serious. How about we pray? Is that all right? Fine. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Father, you reveal to us that the encounter with your son for these uh, these foreigners, people who didn't know where they fit in or what the heck was going on, was an occasion of overwhelming joy, and that they themselves were able to give gifts to your son, Jesus, gifts that were prophetic about who he was. So I just pray for, for everyone watching and listening, for Sam and myself as well, to be 
Now, to have a share of that incredible joy of the Magi on that occasion, because of our own encounter with Christ Jesus, you want to be with us, with everyone who's watching or listening, for everyone in our, in our lives and our communities. Give us that joy. Help us to see through the evil, to, to have the gift of, of maybe poking a little bit of fun and laughing at those things that really are just obstacles to your presence and your grace in our lives and our midst. Help us, especially if we have positions of leadership, as Sam and I do, and all those in leadership in the church, uh, not to cling on to our positions and titles as, as sort of social emblems, but rather be willing to be make a little light of ourselves to offer the sake of, of Jesus uh, and the gospel for all those people who are in darkness who really need the light, just like the star of the Magi followed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father, Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. There, I said a prayer for you. I don't care. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,